Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or, like this one, only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for listening to Stay Doomed, you freaking virgins. So, we are doing the 2006 MTV2 show Blastazoid. Blastazoid, starring Ray Kion and Brandon DiCamillo, also known as Deco, from the BAM crew. Yeah, from Viva La Bam, which was an offshoot of Jackass. Yeah, the CKY boys. Or, you know, the C-Squad of Jackass. Yes. Like, when you go through the people who were in the Jackass cast, um, I love Jackass, and these two never come to mind. Yeah, they were in all the movies, but, like, they never, like, peak that, like, full-time Jackass crew uh, cast member Status. Yeah, because I guess like the A squad would be, you know, Ryan, Bam, Pontius, and then obviously Steve-O and Johnny. Yeah. And then like the next thing down would be like Dave and Aaron. Yeah, and, and I guess for some reason uh, uh, Preston and uh, Wee Man. No, Preston and Wee Man I would say actually are A tier. They're in the They're A tier? So everyone's A tier except for Danger, Aaron, and uh, Dave England. Right, because I can't tell them apart. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> um, they they look too similar to me, or at least I have bad facial memory, so they yeah. like they look really similar to me. Okay, I mean, one has blonde hair and one does not, but I I picture them as looking identical. All right, they are usually together. Yeah, that might be part of it too. Yeah, basically, for a little bit of uh, jackass like history, there are basically the different crews. Yes, like. The main guy was Knoxville, because this started as part of Brother magazine. Brother? Yes. Yeah. And he was, like, the star because he was writing for the magazine. They picked up Steve-O because he's a trained clown. Yeah, he has, like, extensive circus training. And then Brandon, uh, or no, Aaron. Aaron and uh, Dave England were kind of their own team. Uh Preston came in, and I remember reading that his uh, interview was he ate four bananas with the peels. Oh. He pulled a, a K-Pax. And uh, Wee Man was like a skateboarder that yes. they knew through the magazine. And then Bam and Ryan were famous for CKY, which was like this underground jackass movement. Yeah. Where it was just him and his friends doing stuff. And a lot of CKY show up in jackass. And that's how we kind of know Rake, uh, Deco, um, Rab himself is another one that's yeah. kind of part of that crew. So like they, because Bam was such a standout character in all the CKYs because he was the one editing and shooting most of it and like there was stuff of just him beating up his dad yeah and they used their house and they used phil and april a lot yeah like rake falls below phil and april oh absolutely (laughs) when it comes to the tears i'm gonna be honest i'd probably put phil and april with like aaron and dave as far as like jackass characters so uh and there's a few like other ones that like 
hop in. There, there's the one. Oh god, I forget his name. Poor April. She lives my nightmare. But yeah, there's a couple like CKY guys that try to like get into the jackass world, and this is they decide that they're going to give the you know the C tier their own show with Blastazoid. Yes. So now that we're going to jump into it, let's pour one out. I'm being a little petty and mean here. Uh, the tone of the show is very dismissive yes. and mean to its audience. So I just have a bottle of uh, hard cider because I don't care. I'm too cool to like make a cocktail for like these losers. All right. Uh, I went with, because I'm a capital G, lowercase a, capital M, lowercase e, capital R, gamer, uh, I went with some Mountain Dew as my base. And then because they uh, they play Donkey Kong, I added some 99 bananas. Uh, it's uh, uh, terrible. It it's, looks like toxic waste. Mm, it tastes like toxic waste. I... <sighs> Are you really going to try this? I am. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. smelled it and it smells hilarious it smells like runts oh it tastes like runts it doesn't taste like runts it's really not that bad it you are also very wrong it tastes exactly like banana runts i know i was making it terrible because the show's terrible this is all a bit <laughs> oh well it's it's actually pretty good unlike the show yeah it's bad this becomes, it's user-generated video clips. It's Gamer Tosh.0. But they're also kind of in this frame story of they're going to make real-life Donkey Kong. Yes. Uh, I think you brought up a very interesting thing that I wanted to bring up right away. So, but, so we can talk about it now. The idea of doing the internet on television was something that was attempted so many times. Yeah. And it wasn't really until Tosh that somebody did it right. And Tosh is about three years after this, because this aired in November 2006. Uh, Tosh debuts in June 2009. Yeah, because so there's like this, like there was Dot Comedy, which was like a TGIF show that ran an episode that I can't find, so we can do it on this show. Yeah, we've been looking for it, though. Uh, yeah, but like doing the internet on television was something that they never like really were able to figure out. And this is another fine example of them not figuring it out. Yeah, it took a lot of tries before Tosh got to it, but I think... One of the reasons Tosh works is Tosh balances his derision toward the creators of these videos with, like, web redemption. Yes. There's definitely... This is a very weird sentence, but there's something a little kinder about Daniel Tosh. When, and that's not a sentence I thought I was ever going to say. Yeah. The first episode of, of Tosh.0, where he redeems uh, the ninja that does the backflip and falls on his head. Yeah. Like, he has him do a backflip and he nails it. And, like, there's so much joy in Tosh's face when he nails it. Yeah. And he, like, yells into the camera, like, everyone deserves a second chance. Like, it's an actual real hopeful moment for someone who was, like, embarrassed on the internet. This is the exact opposite of that. And Tosh can be mean, but Tosh is also usually mostly mean to Tosh. Yeah. So what we're about to see, instead of seeing someone who made a fool of themselves on the internet redeemed, it's going to be people who made really cool stuff on the internet made fun of for no reason. Yeah, because the first thing we see is a little kid, like a very young child. Like, I would no older than 10. 
Well, the first thing we see, because I, I wrote this line down. Okay, yeah, go into the frame story because I was is, annoyed. Is them playing Donkey Kong and like them deciding they're going to do Donkey Kong in real life. And Rake says, When I like to chill out and relax, I play an awesome game called Donkey Kong. This is the most unrealistic game in the whole arcade. Why? Because you can't stick your monkey's mouth? What? Like, this oh, is yeah. just the worst writing. Donkey Kong is unrealistic because you can't shit in the monkey's mouth, is the first note I Is it shit or is it stick your dick in his mouth? It might be both oh. with this show. And like, haha, body language. It's 2006. Like, like it's that... Like, you and I talked about this um, off mic. This show was made in 2006, and I don't think 2006 is that long ago until we watch media from 2006. Yeah, it was like, oh, they don't know what the, they they still don't know what they're doing. Well, it's also like 15 years later, and we're like, oh, you wouldn't do that now. Yeah. Because it's gross. So, the first clip we see is a little kid, like, raging at their computer, because their computer is slow to start a game. Yeah, have you never seen this? This no. is the very famous uh, German Unreal Tournament kid. Which we used to play on our radio show in college, but someone then was like, that's a lot of German swearing that you're putting on the air. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that is wrong. But here it is on MTV too, so... So, well, we went over this with Firefly. If you swear in another language, the FCC doesn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but apparently the board of my college knows. Well, your college probably had a German faculty member. Mm. Like, if your college offered German as a language, they probably knew those words. Uh, I, I was legitimately very uncomfortable watching this clip because it kind of feels like we're laughing at a child with mental health issues. I believe this video is fake. Okay. I, I'm not 100% sure, but like... The let's just Google it. <laughs> Let, let's go ahead and find out real quick uh, because this is a very famous video. Yes, the, the, you know this is one of the first viral. Like this came out like right around Numa Numa. Here, here is what my research has pulled up about this kid. All right, uh, angry German kid uh, is the nickname given to a boy supposedly named Leopold who has become famous through an online via. Uh, viral video where he experiences extreme frustration and anger as he attempts to play Unreal Tournament. The video spawns with me remixes. Yeah, there's a lot of like fun, like putting it to music things that happened. Uh, the German news network uh, got the rights to the clips and made up a backstory. Uh, the backstory goes a little like this. A father secretly recording his angry ADHD son playing his favorite violent video game. You can find a translation of the article here. Uh, by 2009, Focus Online, the internet version of Focus, posted a video of Angry German Kid made his appearance. This is just how it got famous. The video got a lot of flack because he got beaten up and made fun of. Uh, Leopold wrote the following note. Uh, I'm not sick or mad. Only, I only have a sense of humor not everyone immediately understands. In addition, I have acting talent. I can do something so real that many think it is real. For this reason, I will be insulted by many and hated. The aim of my video or movies is to entertain people, not provoke. Uh, okay. Nobody should take my short videos on the internet seriously. They are meant for entertainment. 
Okay. So yeah, this was uh, this was fake, just like the um, the video of the kid freaking out because his World of Warcraft character was deleted, which we talked about in Good Game. Yes, uh, it, it's a, it's a fake video, but once again. What are we going to trust Rake and Deco to do any uh, research for this? No. Absolutely not. Um, so, I, but I was uncomfortable. And I'm not as uncomfortable as I am with the next video. Okay. The next video is a teenager who is heavyset and he's amazing at DDR. Yes. But their whole thing is... This kid could be the fastest fat kid on the planet. God, how did he get so fat and cool at the same time? I want to dance like him. Making fun of the kid. And I, I think to me it hit home because you said, like, you were a little heavier as a teenager and you got in shape playing DDR. Yes, Dance Dance Revolution and The Flu were the two things <laughs> that really helped me lose a lot of weight. For me, it was like depression. Depressions, so, yeah. Good old-fashioned depression. Um... But yeah, uh, basically this kid is dancing on the DDR machine. And he's amazing. And he's amazing. And then he eats it at the end. Yeah. And they say like the dance was an eight, but the fall was a 10 on the Richter scale. Yeah. And I, to me, it's very like, it's a thing that just really bothers me when people make fun of overweight people exercising. Yeah. It's like they're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's this like, also like when you make fun of an overweight person for like eating a salad. Yeah. Of like, well, what do you want them to do? Yes, but be bend to my stereotypes. Well, it's like if you're trying to, you know, make healthy choices, but you don't immediately flip a switch and look like you always made healthy choices. People are really damaging to you. Yeah. And uh, as a nerd watching this, it is very clear that it is not the real audio playing. Yeah. When he's dancing, because they probably didn't want to pay the rights for the DDR song. Right. So... That bothers me. And then I have something, I have a note here that says British nerds. I forget what the third video is. Yeah, it's like a funny video of two guys like eating it at a video game, just doing badly. And then the video game character comes back to take revenge. And, oh, like, yes. Shoots and them. It's very funny. It's yeah. very silly. It's um, good for 2006 in terms of like special effects and graphics. Yeah. My biggest surprise of the video was I really thought it was going to end with the video game character teabagging them <laughs> because this was 2006. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's very well done. It's like, it's just, it's a good video. Yeah. It's a fun video. And then we go back to the, uh, you know, the CKY guys and they do a prank because they have to fill this out with them doing something. So they have the fake hammer. Yes. That they're using as the prop. Another guy has trash can symbols, like trash yeah. can lids that he's going to use as symbols. And the third guy has thumbtacks. Yes. And they're going to go wake one of the guys up. Yeah, they're waking Rake up using the, the symbols and hitting him with the hammer. Yeah, which they break. Yeah, which they break. They then run out, shut the door, and Deco puts thumbtacks so that when Rake runs out, he steps on thumbtacks. Yeah. The, I, I feel like this was filmed the last to fill it's to filler fill time and because uh, there's also this makes me think that possibly all of this is staged or this is my first notion that it is staged yeah because a second camera angle shows up out of nowhere yeah because they run out and then when he's throwing down the thumbtacks the camera shoots to a different angle and I was like where'd that come from and then Rake runs out and he's ah thumbtacks bah and that's the whole thing yeah 
it's and I some of my favorite jackass skits are the ones that are very dumb on paper, mm-hmm. like the giant hand. Yeah, like it's a very dumb thing. If they build a giant, what looks like a giant paper mache hand that just flings out and hits people, right? And it's stupid, but it's funny every time for some reason. This feels like that level of payoff, but without the level of effort that went to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the next one we see is... My boys. Um, it's Mega64. Yeah, Mega64, who are famous for doing video games in real life. And do- they do ghosts and goblins. Yeah, doing ghosts and goblins, and the bit is... They're, like, in a parking lot. They're in a parking lot, and whenever Sir Arthur... Uh, takes damage, he loses his armor and is in his underwear. Yeah. So it's someone dressed as Arthur, like, fighting people, and then a bad guy comes up and rips all his clothes off, and then they run away, which is very funny. They don't properly explain that that's something from Ghost and Goblins. Yeah. And, like, they're also, like, I, I'm pretty sure there's some body shaming about Yeah, they say fat people shouldn't wear breakaway clothes. Yeah, which just shows that they don't understand the joke they're presenting on their video game show. And what's even funnier is they show people in the parking lot who clearly, like, because these gorilla videos were very popular at the time. They weren't pranks on other people the way they seem to be now. Mm -hmm. It was just more of performance art and you just happen to be the audience. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like improv anywhere uh, type feeling where it's just like stuff is happening and you're just experiencing it rather than having it done to you. And there's an older gentleman in the parking lot clapping and laughing Mm -hmm. because this was entertaining. He knows he's in no danger. There's no harm. This is just... I find these to be hilarious pranks. I love these things where you're just like, oh, I just caught this weird moment in time. Mm -hmm. This is fun. It's very, very cute. Uh, my next note is the fat phobia here, dear God. Dude, fat people should not be allowed to wear breakaway clothes. Like, this is very mid-2000s. And mid-2000s male. Yeah. Of like, oh, we're going to be super, super fat shamey to anyone who doesn't look the way we think they should look like. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, like, I was a you know, teenager, young adult in this decade, it's so damaging to hear that. Yeah. And you hear it even now of, like, people saying... Because we talked about this off mic a while ago of Jessica Simpson. When she... She wore, like... I'm going to be honest. Whoever picked that outfit did not like her that day. Mm. But she wore kind of an unflattering outfit for a concert. And everything was about how she ballooned and she gained a bunch of weight. And she was still... Really about average. Yeah. At the highest. Uh, that's one of the few times I remember TMZ ever apologizing. Yeah, well, now they're, like, falling all over themselves to apologize constantly. Yeah. Uh, because they're they're kind of going out of vogue. We then see, like, a little kid freak out about getting an N64. Oh, no, you missed a bit. Oh, what did I see? There's this bit where uh, they're, they're building real-life Donkey Kong, so mm-hmm. they have barrels. And Deco opens a truck, and it is packed to the brim. With barrels. And he's like, Rake, unload them. And Rake's like, I'm not going to unload them. You unload them. And he goes, fine. And then people behind the barrels push the barrels over onto him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so clearly a written bit. Yeah. Because, like, they're stacked that way so that they would fall on Rake. And Rake has to know that. Yeah. <laughs> so. He probably had a mark to stand on. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, this is, this is a fake jackass show. Is what this is. Yeah. 
And I'm going to get really upset about that in a little bit. It's fake jackass without the charm. Um, but we'll, we'll get into it. I think the fact that it's real is part of the charm of jackass. What I'm saying is the jackass guys also have a certain amount of charm. Right. But we'll get into that. There's then a, it's the N64 kid. Yeah. Which is, again, another very famous uh, video of just a kid excited that he got an N64. This is, the, I believe, the only person to fail his web redemption Aww. on Tosh.0. Uh, because, <laughs> I don't know, I kind of dug what Tosh did to this kid. Uh, he was trying to say, like, you know, when you get something, don't freak out. Just say thank you, you know? And then later on the web redemption, he gives him a, a wave runner. And the kid just screams but never thanks him. Oh, no. So they cut back to him, like, back in the studio. And he was like, yeah, we didn't give him the wave runner. <laughs> He didn't learn a lesson, so he doesn't get one. That's kind of funny. Like, really? And then they play, like, a voicemail that he left? Like, hey, I don't know where my C-Do is. It's like, you're not getting it. You didn't learn anything. That's kind of funny. Um, But yeah, yet another just, like, infamous uh, web video. And this is another problem that I'm kind of seeing in this show. 2006, the internet wasn't as vast as it was. Yeah. So if you're watching this show because you already like web stuff, you're seeing nothing new. Yeah. Because it's the nine videos that are popular on the internet. The only uh, bit with the CKY guys I actually kind of like is we get a cute stop motion gag. Yes. With one guy just eating a pizza. Yes. Rake eats an entire pizza through the magic of stop motion. Honestly, I think it's cute. Yeah. It's probably the thing that took the most time. Yeah. It takes effort. It's just like a fun. And like he eats a pizza. Uh, my next note is, because we watch this on YouTube, because we don't have any shame. Right. Uh, you know it's bad, because we actually just watched the full YouTube ad. We didn't hit skip ad. Oh, yeah. The YouTube ad comes up through like, the whole ad. To like, just, a break would be great from this. Yeah, I was like, I'll watch whatever car commercial or whatever. Uh, then we get a stop motion that someone made of Centipede with cupcakes. Yes. It's well done. It's cute. Yeah, this is Game Over by Pez, if uh, my notes are correct. Yeah, it's it's charming. And they're saying stuff like, oh, how much time does this guy have? It's like, look at the cool thing that they've created, and you're barely trying. Exactly. And they, they also show a Frogger one. Frogger. A Frogger. They sh- oh, like yes, the, they do. Sh- yes, this is like the stop motion section. Yes. And they show a cute Frogger one, and they also show uh, a Pac-Man one done with pizza. Yes. That's similarly very, very cute and charming. Yeah, it's very well done. They're they're well done. They clearly have the time and effort put in. And this is like early proto-YouTube of like, this is just someone kind of experimenting with their art. Yes. Uh, this is back in the Wild West days of YouTube where like somebody may have had the thought of, I bet I could do this. Yeah, let's create a thing. And we also get Not So Noisy, and they do Space Invaders. They do Space Invaders in a movie theater, and it's stop motion with people sitting in the seats. Yeah, it's like a lecture hall in a college. And which is Oh, kind of, maybe it's a lecture hall. It's definitely a sense. lecture hall in a college, because that's probably why they could get the space. They're probably... Like, I... This looked like something you would have done in college. Yes, and uh, Deco makes a good joke, which yeah. is... Uh, this clip is cool, but man, how long does it take these guys to finish a level? Which is a good gamer joke. Yeah. Of like you doing something really impressive and me criticizing your video game prowess. Like, that's very gamer-esque. 
Really? Because I have the same quote written down with, shut up. Oh, well, then he makes the joke. Finally, they can all go home. And I was like, you ruined it. Like, now you're saying what they're doing is stupid. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just... I hate these people. Then GameTap uh, does a little sketch about Dig Dug at the office party. Yeah, and it's just very easy uh, animation of the extra lives of Dig Dug's talking. Uh, very funny. Dortley does this still. Yeah, it's it, it's one of these things of... This is kind of old hat now, but this was brand new in 2006. Yes. Uh, this is the granddaddy of all the videos we watched today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we see the CKY guys do a bit where they send a guy over a waterfall in a barrel. All right. This is my most infuriating thing. Okay. You know they didn't do this. Of course not. Like, they kind of show Rake getting into the barrel. And then they cut away, and then they cut to a camera inside the barrel where he's like, oh, I'm going over a fall. And then they push a clearly empty barrel over the falls. Yeah. Uh, And then, like, oh, it's floating in the barrel. Oh, we got to get him. And then they pull the barrel out, and then there's another cut. And then Rake gets out like, oh, that was crazy. It was like, you didn't do the stunt. No. You didn't do the stunt at all. Like, this is dumb and bad. Yeah. In that it devalues everything Jackass will ever do again. Ugh. Because the fact that this is so clearly a fake stunt makes me then question every other stunt being done. You know? Yeah. And it sucks because, like, I love Jack. Like, I- I'm very weirdly fond of Jack. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, which so is against everything else in my branding. Right. But I really like Jackass. And I I actually have the note of, this is Jackass without the creativity, uh, nuance, charm, or realism. Yes. Because, like, some of Jackass... I know saying nuance for Jackass is a very weird thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But Jackass... You always get this shot after every Jackass sketch, pretty much. Of them all laughing together. Yes. And there's... Instead, with this, there's, like, hatred. Like, I can't believe you did that to me. Yeah, like, this needed Johnny Knoxville's absurdly infectious laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing we get here is Mega 64 again. Yes. They're already, like, this... They're already repeating stuff, yeah. And it's real-life Tetris in an apartment building. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly a ton of work. And they were like, I don't want to be the guy who has to I go think those were to- separate bits. Oh. Mega 64 is them, like, running around his L blocks. Yes, you're right. And then there's another bit of, like... The Tetris apartment building. Yeah, where the lights are turning on and making Tetris blocks. And they completely shit all over it. They're like, oh, think of the electric bill or something. They should show the poor sad sack who had to run up and down the stairs to turn the lights on and off. Yeah, because they're implying that... It's one guy? Well, they're implying it's stop motion. They're implying that, like, they turned off all the lights, took a picture, and then uh, shut off lights and turned more on to, to create movement. Which is not what's happening here. It's just programmed lights. Yeah. So, like, they don't even know what they're looking at. Yeah. I hate them. Uh, the next one is a Pac-Man library sketch. This yes. is so 
OG YouTube to me. Yes, this is done by Umpatriots. And it's, they're college students. This is a prank done during finals. Yeah. And it's just ghosts and Pac-Man running around a college library. It's very short. Mm-hmm. It's, it, to me, it like really captured that finals energy of everyone's kind of in the same boat of screwed. Yeah. And there's this manic energy to nighttime in a college library where something like that happens. Everyone breaks the tension, has a good laugh, and then goes back to studying. And this video really, like, captured that to me. And I I became very fond of this video, despite how short it was. Yeah. Because it was just, uh, it was kind of like the Mega 64 Ghosts and Goblins of just a really fun, silly, harmless little prank. Yes. Uh, then we unfortunately go back to Deco and Rake, and they are testing the barrels. Yeah. So it is... It's a small ramp, because yeah. it's not the full five-story ramp that they're going to build. And it's just kind of Rake jumping over barrels, and then Deco and some other people start throwing fruit at Rake. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's this feeling that we're supposed to hate Rake. Because yeah. Rake is always on the bad side of things, and Deco is always, like, on the good side of things. But I don't have a reason to dislike Rake and be like, ah, he's getting what's coming to him. I mean, I, I don't care for all the fat shaming and all the... That's all Deco. Oh. <laughs> I can't... Vocally, I can't really tell them apart. See, I was into CKY for a bit because... And, like, I've ne- I don't remember ever sitting down to watch all of it from start to finish. But Bam made a movie, like a real movie, called Haggard. Yeah. And it stars Ryan Dunn. And this crew. And I feel like we ended up watching the special features of of it a lot. Yeah. Because we really like... Deco sings a song about He-Man. Okay. uh, That that we used to sing in the hallways a lot. Uh, Now, Beastman, Beastman, what do you know about taking off your clothes? You're just a slut from down below in Capsule Grayskull. Come on. But, like, it's a real film. And, like, it's not like a CKY prank. It's, like, a narrative story. And I, I know that... Ryan Dunn's character loses an eye in it, mm-hmm. which is why in the Viva the Bam uh, opening like sequence, he's wearing an eye patch because it's a reference to Haggard. Okay. Uh, Haggard, future Patreon exclusive episode, probably. Yeah. <laughs> this should be a thing we should check out. In any case, yeah. I, like The whole thing is this, is we're supposed to laugh because Rake is getting hurt, but I don't have a reason to want to see Rake hurt. It is funny because the squirrel gets dead. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And Deco never gets... Like, nothing happens to Deco. And to be honest, Deco never really did anything in Jackass either. Like, his bit was to do voices. The next clip we get is particularly hilarious slash rage-inducing. Yes. It's Mortal Kombat by a little group that calls themselves... Smosh. Smosh gaming, yeah. And it's it's fascinating to watch because it's they're in the dorm. Like mm-hmm. this is one, it kind of shows you how old some of these like long-standing YouTube brands are. Yeah. Because this is a 15-year-old video. Mm-hmm. And this is the the humble be- the and admittedly humble beginnings of Smosh. Mm-hmm. The CKY got guys call them, quote, freaking losers who need to get laid. Yeah. Smosh could buy and sell these idiots. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Smosh is still a major brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what Smosh does. 
Yeah, Smosh is definitely more relevant these days than CKY. <laughs> yeah. And, like, obviously some of Smosh have come and gone. Some people have left. Yeah. Because that's the nature of, you know, sketch comedy. But this is this is a huge brand now. Mm. And it kind of looks funny that this little crappy MTV2 show kind of shat all over them. Yeah. And it's now they're stupid. And now they're like an institution. Uh my next note is so who is the audience for this show? Yeah, I was going to wait till the end to say that, but yes, here's the major problem is it this this is supposed to be for gamers. Yeah, this aired during an MTV2 special week called Gamer Week in November 2006. This was apparently the second one. This is Gamer Week 2? Yeah, this didn't air during the first Gamer Week. So, if it's for gamers, all they do is call gamers virgins and losers. Fat. Fat, like, unattractive. Like, they waste their time with these stupid video games. It's like, well, why would I want to see that? And also, this is such a, like, stupid producer thing. It's 2006. Yeah. So, like, right now everyone's playing, what, PlayStation 2? And the Wii. And the... Are we at the Wii? Yeah, we'd be at the Wii at this point. Or we'd just be getting through the Wii. But, like, the big things now are, like, Smash Brothers and... This might have been to promote the Wii. Really? Because the I, I just looked up when the Wii was released, about a week after this aired. Okay, so that's where we are in terms of gaming. Yeah. Uh, but the whole idea of being like, let's appeal to gamers. So let's show them stuff about space invaders. Shows how out of touch these people are. Like, could you imagine the if... PS3 would also be yeah. released... The next week. See, this just shows, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Because, like, the thing right now is Halo. Halo's the big thing in 2006. Not games from the 1980s. Yeah, that's probably what most of this content was about. Because, uh, interestingly, this dovetails with something you and I were discussing off mic right before this. Is video games were less complicated. Mm Mm-hmm. So you could do these little quick bit videos because if I went through my college library during finals week as Master Chief, different reaction than if I come through as Pac-Man. Yeah, like, I think the best equivalent would be if imagine someone came up to you and was like, oh yeah, I super love the Marvel movies. And you're like, oh, okay, let me put one on for you. And you put on Daredevil. It's like, no, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Like, I understand why you think that's what I mean, but that just shows how wrong and out of touch you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you want to watch X-Men The Last Stand? Oh, yeah. Like, I'll put on Jonah Hex for you. Like, no. Is Jonah Hex Marvel? I thought Jonah Hex was DC. I believe Jonah Hex is Marvel. Because Jonah Hex teams up with the Punisher at some point. Um, I'm looking it up. Uh, Jonah Hex is DC. Jonah Hex is DC? Yes. All right, I'm out of touch. Yeah, God, fake nerd. Um, no, I'm sh- I'm showing the, the... That's exactly the point I'm making. <laughs> I like the Marvel movies. Let me put a Catwoman for you. Ugh. Anyway. If you like DC movies and you put Catwoman on for me, I'd be sad. Huh. Um, so, 
they kind of get into their little like they they complain because that they need a hot princess. They need a Pauline. Yes. Uh, because the only reason to play Donkey Kong is to kiss a hot princess. For the record, they never say Pauline. They are not smart enough to know I am who the princess Paul- is. That well, is they- Laura showing her flexing her gamer knowledge, not the show doing a moment of research to say the right princess name. Yeah, and I, I'm also taking a second. Uh, they also clearly make a girl peach. Yeah. Because Pauline is red-haired. Yes. In the uh, Donkey Kong game. And they get a blonde girl in a pink dress from, like, Forever 21. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a princess costume. It's not a dress of any kind. It's a pink cocktail dress that the actress probably owned. Yes. Then we get this incredibly long bit. Yeah, it's... It's it, Scarface Cribs. It's all pieces of the video game Scarface edited to be an MTV Cribs parody. Yes. This is very long and does not get insulted. Yeah, because it's an MTV property being shown. And it doesn't make fun of Cribs or MTV. Mm-hmm. And it's Scarface. And Scarface is cool. Scarface is cool. Yeah, so I zone out during this. Yeah, that's all That's all I really see. And then we finally do the stunt. Yeah, so we finally get... And it's like this kind of cool five stories Donkey Kong thing. And Rake, dressed as Mario, is going to run up it when there's all these like ladders and stuff. While someone dressed as Donkey Kong actually throws barrels at him. Yeah. Very cool. We see almost no new footage, though. It's all footage that they teased in the build-up to this. Yeah. It's just now we got to see it all in order. So I was like, oh, what a disappointment. And I thought that maybe Deco would do it. Yeah. But no, he just is like in a lawn chair laughing the whole time. Yeah. And then the show mercifully ends. And it ends with, like, a next time, and it's a guy dressed as a frog standing in front of a busy highway. Yeah. Implying that they're going to do a frogger bit. Yeah, and they're like, be careful, you only got one life. Which is, I think, the only good joke in this show. And it's for the tag for a second episode that was never intended to exist. So this was never going to happen. This was never intended to be a series, which I didn't find out until after we watched it and I started doing the research on it. I mean, I could totally see... This show on paper getting multiple episodes, uh, maybe with like maybe if you change the host to like a better jackass member like Ryan Dunn, and then maybe you gave him like a cool co-host like Jessica Chobot, mm-hmm. and you change the name to like I don't know, G Force Proving Ground. I could see the show working, uh, but with these idiots, <laughs> not so much. They are utterly devoid of charm. Um, They're actively trying to get you not to watch it. <laughs> yeah, like... Like, what, do you like this show? You moron? Yeah, it was for this Gamer Week. It was clearly, like, now that I did a little bit of research, it was clearly to promote the fact that 2006 Autumn was the Wii and the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize that it was, like, both of them at the same time. And... So this was like clearly a big moment for gamers. Mm -hmm. Because like the GameCube wasn't great. It wasn't like super well received comparatively. The PlayStation 2 had been around for a really long time. So it was like really the end of that gen. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of excitement about video games. Xbox had just come out maybe two years ago. Two, three years ago was the original Xbox. 2004 Xbox? Uh, The original Xbox came out in 2001. 2001? Really? 
Yes. Huh. Uh, but I'm taking a quick oh, look. Oh, yeah, 360 is like... Xbox 360 had come out the year prior. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. So, uh, that was like... We were just in this new gen. Yeah. And... So, video games were very popular in the mid-2000s. And this is when we're starting to see the shift in culture toward gaming as like... Not something that was for losers in their basements. We were starting to see it become mainstream in Mm -hmm. a way it is more now. Uh, This was when I remember this very clearly. I went to Target right around this time. And they had an end cap that was the Mountain Dew Game Fuel, Doritos, and the new Halo game. Yes. And I remember thinking it was kind of funny. But like... They've learned bundling. Yeah, of like, oh, this is, you know... ODST's coming out. Get hype, everybody. And I... Uh, <laughs> this the show made me so angry because it was guys who thought they were cool. Yeah. Just being... Sh- shitting on who would end up being, like, the pioneers of YouTube. Yeah, like... Just absolutely trashing all of these people who were... Their relevancy was rising and... The CKY group's relevancy was rapidly plummeting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was pretty aggressively online, and I, I didn't know who these people were. Like, Viva La Bam had ended by oh, this time. Was the end of Bam? Yeah, Bam ended in 2005. Okay. So, the, like, they don't know what to do with these people right now. Yeah. They're kind of just around trying to find something for them to do. And we we did we were not at BAM's Unholy Union yet. And so they're kind of just like drifting. Yeah. I, I remember seeing them at Wizard World Philadelphia. Do you? Yeah. I remember seeing Deco and Rake at a table and being like, yo, that's Deco and Rake. And you being like, who? I was like, jackass. And you were like, no. <laughs> No, it's not the jackass people I care to see. Oh, wow. I wish I could go back in time and tell past Laura, you done good. <laughs> yeah, well done. Because um, I, I think about Wizard World tables a lot and like people we've passed by who were just sitting alone at tables. Yeah. And how awkward and upsetting it is for some of those people. Yeah. And the one I always think of is Woodchuck Todd from EZA, Penn Badgley. Yeah. This was pre, he has a big Netflix show now. Mm-hmm. But I always think of him just kind of like sitting there and also still not wanting to go talk to him. Of like, yeah, I I was not into Gossip Girl enough for this because we were one of the first people to go talk to Iceman. Yeah, but somehow what's his name? Uh, Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. We were among the first people to talk to him, but not the first people to ask if he had an Animorphs thing to, for him to sign. <laughs> I was like, no. Why do people keep saying this? Like, because Animorphs, dude. Yeah, because I was like, I loved Animorphs when I was little. So, uh, where's your Animorphs picture, dude? Yeah. Where's Tobias? Um, it would have been cool if he like had a hawk handler with him. That would have been cool. So anyway, stay doomed. Yeah. Oh, notice how, how little we want to talk about this show. Yeah, I could talk about Wizard World for yeah. like an hour. but yeah, It falls into one of those things where it's like, you, clearly they were trying to make a half hour of television as quickly as possible with the least number of work. That's why half of it is outsourced to the internet and the other half is given to these two guys who who don't even want to make the effort. Like, for... The thing is, like, for Deco and Rake, this is their time to strike. Like, Bam is gone. 
Mm-hmm. They could step up and like get the mantle and get their own spinoff. They can be the Triple H to Shawn Michaels and DX. Like they can actually like make something of themselves right now if they wanted to. But they yes, don't. Absolutely, it's this would have been their opportunity, and they don't take it, and it's just so bad. Yeah. So oh. that's it. That's yeah, it for this show. Hard stay doomed. Uh. Thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, you can join our Patreon and have a voice in the shows that we watch here on the show. Uh, special thanks to Crypt Keeper Matthew for those uh, uh, suggestions that are made. And uh, speaking of suggestions, we got a few things we got to talk about. We have a Patreon-exclusive episode that's going to be coming up soon, and we need you to vote on it. So, which of these four would you like us to do? Editor Noah here. We had to change a little bit of what we were planning to do for our bonus episode. So here are the options that I have to edit in here. First, we have the runner-up from last month, and that is the Nickelodeon giveaways. Not to be confused with Nickelodeon game shows. These are the giveaways on Nickelodeon. Things like the supermarket or the super toy run or the Nick or Treat campaign. So a deep dive into those topics. Next, we have Cryptkeeper Matthew's suggestion. He'd like us to watch season one of Killer Camp. This is a show that ran on, I believe, The CW, and they have ordered a second season, so it is not an episode of Stay Doomed, but it is a whodunit reality show where contestants are dropped right into the middle of an 80s horror movie, and it takes place, yeah, at a summer camp. Next up, we have my suggestion, which is Mortal Kombat versus Mortal Kombat, and that will be a review of the new Mortal Kombat film and a review of the original Mortal Kombat film. We'll watch them both, and we will compare the two. And then finally, this is Lara's suggestion. She would like to do the Stay Doomed Book Club, and we'll talk about some of our favorite books through the ages. So, you got Nickelodeon giveaways, you got Killer Camp, you got Mortal Kombat versus Mortal Kombat, and you have the book club. The poll is live now on Twitter. Everyone can go and vote for that, and then our patrons will decide between the last two standing which one will be the Patreon-exclusive episode this month. Did this sound rushed? This was rushed. Sorry, gang. Back to the episode. Speaking of things decided by our crowdfund uh, Crypt Keepers and all our Patreon supporters, what are we watching next week? We will be watching the short-lived... Why do I always say short-lived? That's all we do here. Yeah. Um, We are watching the CBS show Armed and Famous, which got a little more popular on VH1. Yes. And... We are going to do the four-episode run of Armed and Famous. Yes. It's very strange because we're recording it in about ten minutes. Don't tell them how the sausage is made. Is it really going to hurt them? Kind of. Okay, we can edit. I'm going to edit it out. Okay. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about how poorly video game culture is portrayed in media, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you want to talk about like the deep dive psychology of Jackass, I legitimately found a scholarly article about it recently that I'm reading. Uh, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time.
stay doomed.